podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, it's Gigpod 188 from Magical Molly Malone's in Hope Street, the home of the greatest Guinness in Glasgow and the home of Gigpod. It's Saturday the 30th of September and we're recording this with 15 minutes to go at a certain stadium in Glasgow where a terrible team are losing 2-1 so you'll maybe get some celebrations live on here if it stays like that. So joining myself, Stevie, to talk about the incredible scenes at Fur Park today where Celtic ran out 2-1 winners at Murrowell is Mystic Rizzo. Who predicted the team that Brendan chose today? So, away, John. Thank you for winning us the game. Well, you're welcome, brother. Hello, everybody. Well, I did predict the team, but the team that won the game wasn't the team that started the game. And the guy that had big impact on the game didn't start the game. And uh, also the podcasters that pod together, drink together, John. That's like true. That's true. But a wonderful Molly Malone's a great pub, and we'll be here again on Wednesday for the Lazio game. Correct, we will. And also as well, I'm going to assume you watched the game through very legal means today, of course. Of course, it was legal. Yes, I didn't go up to a relations house to watch it on a, on a fire stick. I would never do that. There's uh, some woman laugh behind you and sarcasm there, John, that that complete lie. I think she was laughing at my moustache. I like it, actually. So, yeah. Oh, no, did I just hear that's too each? I think I everyone... Wait, you're I getting us just live reactions here. You're getting, I think, we heard on the table next to us... Uh, Rangers are now drawn two each, even though they're down to ten men. No. Where Rose Pereno no. They're not, so it's still two one. Yeah. Alright, okay. we must well uh, must, Enough mu- about Rangers. must be a table of Rangers fans next because they don't lie, of course. <laughs> no, never. Anyway, we're talking about the team, so I think the the big call was obviously well we knew Scott Bain was going to be in goals, we're not going to be seeing the uh, celeb masquerading as a footballer, Benjamin Seagrest in goal after uh, Joe Hart's red card last week. But all no, you called the team that Brendan chose and to be honest with you, John, the first half was very lacklustre, wasn't it? I thought it was not the most exciting game, but I actually thought we played well, except we didn't create any chances. And Motherwell had the best chance in the first half. Bain made a good save for a quick free kick that Greg Taylor, who I know you didn't think played well, but he had a big impact. He had a big impact in the game, which we'll talk about later. He made a good save. They had a, a cross, just right, like fizzed across the box as well. We had like a a Kyogo shot that was like a couple of metres by and we had like a Matt O'Reilly sort of trundle so I actually thought the midfield was good but the really the biggest talking point was the foul on Rio Hitati yeah it was and also Rio Hitati just uh, a couple of days ago got a new contract five year deal at the club um, how do you feel about that one before we talk about the tackle um, I'm delighted about it he's, he's on his day he's the best midfielder in Scotland today wasn't that day Partly maybe because of the, the injury when uh, Slattery was uh, booted him in the head. But second half, he was quite, but no, I mean, the new contracts for him and especially Matt O'Reilly, who we'll, we'll talk about later, they, they've been great. They've great bad business for us because basically we'll sell them for millions and millions of pounds. And I think as well, we've also seen what it's like when you've got, um, you know, star assets like them, but if you let their contract run down and they go for pennies, then, I mean, it's just terrible business all around for the club I think the club are doing the right thing because I don't have any doubt that Hattati and O'Reilly 
I mean, I don't think they're going to be here for the next four and five years. But I think, what, I mean, what we're seeing is what the club did with Petrov in 2006, where it was blatantly obvious that he wanted away. But of course, he uh, signed a four-year deal at the time. And then I think six months later, he was off, went to Villa. At that time, we got six million for him, which was all right money. I think with a Petrov type now in today's though, that would be going for like... 12 or 15 million consider what he offered Celtic yeah I, w- I would think so because well it'll depend as well how to do in Europe but O'Reilly I mean 5 goals already this season 7 games Hattati when he's on his games superb I mean we've got everybody on a contract apart from CCD and I'm hoping that he signs one soon sorry if you can hear the, the noise in the background but that's that's what happens in good old Maulers it's an advert for Maulers isn't it exactly the ambience well what a pub but no uh, the it's great news getting them doing the new contracts. So yeah, we want to talk about the tackle on uh, Real Hattati. And, uh, I'm not one of these hysterical Celtic fans, but every single tackle I think uh, has to go to VAR and it's a red card. But I thought it was a shocker, John. He put him in the head. And I was watching it with my, my cousin who's a Thistle fan. Legally, of course. Legally, and he was saying, what are you talking about? He didn't touch him. He put him in the head. I thought it was a red card. And I mean... We're getting a confirmation, by the way. I think it's 3-1 to Aberdeen. You might as well do a check, John. It is. It's 3-1 Aberdeen. Oh Amazing. God. Incredible. We've got a guy next to us here who's given us a heads up. 3-1 to Aberdeen. Sensational. Who yes. scored the goal? It was McKenzie. McKenzie? I don't know who he is. Fantastic. Seven points clearer. Yeah, what, we'll, a, what a nightmare that is at this point in the season. Yes, well, uh, we'll talk we'll talk, uh, we'll talk. more about that later. But no, and it could be a bit quiet on the good news. <laughs> Yes, I thought that was a terrible tackle, and Willie Collum, I thought was rubbish. I mean, I, the the Motherwell TV commentator, let's say I somehow managed to watch it with a Motherwell stream. He was growing about how rubbish it was, and I thought it was poor for both teams. But I mean, that see that tackle at the end of the game on, on Taylor. Red Taylor, disgrace. Red card. Total disgrace. But I did say to you today, it was a very. I think the first half was pretty poor. And that was because it was very stop start. And if you look at it, there was 16 fouls. That's like a foul every three minutes. So the game was just constantly getting disrupted. And that suited Marwell more than us. And this, I don't want to be critical of our players, especially one I predicted to play, but I thought Yang was pretty poor. I, 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 obviously, I think his replacement obviously did much better because he scored. We'll talk about that later. But I, I thought Yang would play because I thought Forrest won't start. But then, of course, Forrest came on at halftime. So it was really because I'm not get a bad. It was really just pick somebody. I mean, I knew who the other ten members of the squad would be, but that was really just a a, a sort of prediction. And really, I thought Yang had a poor game. And really, the first half was probably one of the dullest of the season. It was probably even duller than St. Johnson at home because at least Matt O'Reilly had that shot saved. This half really we didn't do much. But credit to Motherwell. I mean, apparently they were. They dominated Rangers for large spells last week. Apparently they were brilliant against St Mirren as well. Didn't win any of them. I thought they played well today. Well, remember that's their title challenger, St Mirren you're talking about, John. That's true. They're currently drawn with Kilmarnock. A, a huge second versus third clash next week when they take on struggling Rangers while we play Kilmarnock. But no, I thought the first half was really pretty dull. But I really, I think credit to Motherwell who I thought made it hard for us. And we're always growing about how we want more competition in Scottish football. And... Motherwell and St Mullen seem to be playing well this season St Mullen, as far as I know are still unbeaten Motherwell I think apparently really could have got at least a point last week I thought they played well again today stopped us from really controlling midfield they, 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 I know it's a bit negative they had so many players behind the ball but it worked for them because it, it stopped us really 
doing anything for large parts of the game. I think when Yang's played well for it, well, you look at Aberdeen when he came on, he set up a goal when he was out on the left, and then again St Johnston in that game we were at, and we lamented the theme after it. He was one of the only few players that turned up, and again he was on the left there. When you see Yang on the right, he's got nowhere near the same type of end product, and he doesn't look comfortable. But at the same time, you can't drop Maeda, who, although he didn't do anything, uh, no, come on in the second half, he didn't do anything great offensively, but his defensive work again in that work rate, John, he's, he's brilliant on the left, and he is probably the first-choice player on the left wing. So it's a bit of a shame for like, Yang, because I think he's far more comfortable there, but Maeda is just undroppable. He is, but he's such a frustrating player. Well, we just get into that second half, the now then, and we're a miss. Yeah, OK, well, at half-time, obviously, we took off Yang and brought on James Forrest. And we'll talk about another substitution uh, that we made as well, that I think was made with the Champions League in mind. Was that the Phillips one? Yep, Phillips for the Baron. I actually thought the Baron. He packed, he's got a distribution of a drunk postman. Yeah, is he, was, that, he, was, he was bad. As I said, and I got no laughs in the group chat, even though I thought it was hilarious. Thanks for the invite. Hilarious part. But no, I mean, the Baron just can't pass the ball. And I thought, I think Scales made one mistake when he sort of misjudged a header and a Motherwell player had a, a shot that was pretty comfortable being. I thought Scales was excellent. And really, I'm stunned with how good Scales has been for us. That's has been very dependable. He's played at Motherwell, he's played at Motherwell away, uh, Ibrox and Livingston free. Feyenoord too. Feyenoord as well. And he's not let us do any time. And I think his overs are going to start on Wednesday. But... No, I mean, like halfway through the second half, we took off the Baron and brought on Nat Phillips, who I thought was pretty poor. He was. He got a silly booting. I mean, obviously, he's what came on because in Saturday and Wednesday, the defence is going to be Phillips and Scales. It's not going to be your man, Tamoki. I'd be very surprised if Iwata is anywhere near the team there on Wednesday. And of course, Lazio, they're playing in uh, half an hour there, playing in a place where I was uh, all last week, John. Milan they go there at half past five I didn't hear about that <laughs> so yeah in the second half actually John um, dies in Maeda everyone here has lost the plot of that because the, the Greg Taylor who I thought had a pretty poor game but he had a big part in the, the winner and he did very well he set up dies in Maeda with a brilliant guilt-aged opportunity I was watching it with my granddad and my uncle I think they were all screaming for Taylor to shoot at that point but I thought he did the right thing by playing in Maeda he just had to put his foot round the ball. It was actually uh, very similar to the goal that he scored that was offside against Kilmarnock in the semi-final. Remember when he put it high past the goalie at Hamden? All he had to do was get it on target and that's in. But somehow he just ballooned it over the bar and I just sunk to my knees very dramatically <laughs> saying, how can you do that? But then I was saying to my uncle, my granddad, like, watch this in two minutes, he'll score a screamer. Uh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? And Somebody who is in the group chat who will not be named uh, out of respect said he's a touchy, he's a Samaras gene, but I think that's unfair. I think Samaras A would have scored that. Samaras was a talisman for us in very big games as well, especially in Europe. Well, in a way, Dyson has been against Rangers. I mean, he's always good at Ibrox. Just We've talked about that 2 1 1. We've talked about that 2 1 1 back in 2000, April 2022. I mean, but Dyson looks sort of played as the lone striker, sort of. He was brilliant at Ibrox last month. Brendan loves him. And look, look at that goal last week. Last week I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was good against St... I thought he was good against St. Johnson. You're getting distracted. Sorry. Is it 4-1? Uh, no, still 3-1. I thought he was good against uh, 
when we, I thought he was going to be against Dundee. But, I don't know, I, I wasn't surprised he missed that, sir. I wasn't surprised because he's the sort of player that's got that ballooning with Lusley and be an easy goal over the bar. And then after that, Bain made a really good save. I think it was from Blair Spittle who we're going to score the equaliser. Really, really good save with his feet. I think he made two good saves with his feet. Lewis Palmer comes on. Um, I think in general his performance was okay. But he actually opened the scoring. Now, a lot of people I've seen on uh, social media, and it's quite funny even though I've seen it on social media, because like Brendan John, I'm actually anti-social media, so I hadn't a clue what was on there. But yeah, 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 what's in a ball with his right foot? I think Liam Kelly's got to do better with it, if I'm honest. But it, you'll take it at that point, and I think we all said that, I wouldn't say we got out of jail, but I think it was really deserved, because despite the fact that, well, no, we had a forest opportunity, forest Yeah, that, that, that was the other big chance. Uh, cross in by Palmer, it was a good cross, and Forrest had plenty of space and time, but he headed it right at Liam Kelly. Yeah, but I, I would say, like, I mean, that was their first guilt-edged opportunity alongside my other one. I think Murrow had two good chances, so did that, we. That save for Scott Bain, I need to talk about that. I think it was from spelt point-blank range. It was a brilliant save. I mean, we criticised Scott Bain for how bad he was at Livingston last week, and we were really worried. I didn't do my... Correction, you did. I did. I didn't, well, I was at Easter Road game, don't forget, that scarred me last season, but he was so, so bad. But he was, I thought he was excellent. I mean, there was that one in the first half that was obviously, no, in the second half that was disallowed for offside, which was, I think, a foul. Well, even if, even if it wasn't a foul, I think McGabby was on the line, so it would have been offside. Yeah, but that was a brilliant save when it was nothing each in point blank range. Then, really, so really, before we scored, the really only two chances that Dyson when he bloomed over, and the one for Forrest, we are a header, and I mean, obviously, we're missing Jota because he's such a good player and we'll talk about Palmer in a minute and give him big praise but I think we're missing a bad as well I know he's inconsistent but he has still got that ability to score goals and especially in the Premier League I mean he's scored I think 10 plus goals both seasons he's been here and I mean Yang I'm not going to be that critical and we're still getting used to it like I mean the Palmer hopefully he kicks on after the day makes his father Brian the Palmer proud of him he's no one untouchable etc etc big scar in his face big scar in his face yes Carlito's way blah 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 but, uh, what kind of pun was that? Didn't what? Brendan's way. Brendan's way. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think we really are missing. We're also missing CCV, but we've managed to cope without him, and he's back in training. And that was your first goal we've conceded in I think five games. First goal conceded since Aberdeen. Since Commander and since oh since in Scotland since Commander. Yes. First yes. goal in the league since Aberdeen. And then after that, we're thinking, right, what I would say, as I say, we'd, we'd go out of jail, but we thought we would see it out. And we're not going to talk about Palmer's goal, are you at Mel? Well, I, I thought it was a cross that Liam Kelly could have done Do better. Do you think it was sort of Tom Rogic-esque? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought it was a... I, was, I mean, the pace on it was excellent, but I think, if, you know, I mean, look, if that was like a goal conceded against us, we'd be fuming. You want, you, you want your keeper doing better than that. And I think Liam Kelly, generally, um, always has a howler in him, so... Yeah, I mean, I think if that's, if that's against us... He's, a, he's a big darts and wrestling fan, by the way. So, so you, you respect him, no doubt? I respect him for that, yes. Is he, what do you mean? A, a dart? I know darts, and it's, but what about wrestling? Uh, he's a big wrestling fan, Does eh? he go to Mania and all that? No Mania, but I know that I get told by a Rangers fan, I won't name. Ah, but they lie. That, no, but it is true, because I, he, he's shown me his Instagram, I think, that uh, he is, William Kelly is a big wrestling and darts fan. So thumbs up for that. Thumbs up for the soft goal that we got. Exactly. 
But then a few minutes later, in the 94th minute of the game, uh, Murrum will make it 1-1. And hilariously, John actually told me this because he found out live while I think... No, my cousin, my cousin was listening to you on the radio on the way, ah. to, on the, way to the Thistle game and uh, texted me all when it was still one... Because he's a Thistle fan, when it was still 1-0 and I thought, oh no. And then, look, we gave away a 95th, 95th minute equaliser. And it was a poor goal to give away. I, I was... Like, I think it was scales. In fact, it actually came through. Uh, David Turnbull came on, and I think David Turnbull bottled a 50 50 that led to a corner. From that corner, there was uh, I think the ball came in, we cleared it, and then Murrow uh, got the goal from the rebound after it. But uh, a lot of it came down to David Turnbull. No, it totally reminded me of a goal we conceded there in injury time, and in, I think 2006 was it no sort of similar goal? Was that the one Ryerden made it one now? Ryerden made it one now, was like, Is that not the end of the year, 2006? Scott McDonald scored? No, wasn't he, no, 2000, no, he was, no, he didn't score with somebody else. No, in fact, it wasn't like that, I don't think. But I'm sure Motherwell scored a goal that against us before. Thanks for taking me right off point there, as always, John. <laughs> but no, but I, we always talk about how when somebody scored a goal off of had one against a similar in the past. Well, I was going to talk about a similarity in a minute, all right? All right but okay. I think the big thing I was annoyed about with that was the way that... David Humble just bottled that 50-50 it led to the corner we cleared the corner and then they still had the ball after it they launched it and then it would lead to the goal after it and I think you'd scales tumble and I think it was Phillips all around spittle and he still managed to get the ball away and into the corner from there I don't, th- I don't think there's any Celtic fan out there that would have thought that we're going to go on and win it I kind of settled for the point at that stage did you not? yeah and I thought what a pain in the arse and we'll give, we'll give Rangers a bonus Obviously, before the hilarity ensued, but then I, sh- I should have believed in this. And actually, a Motherwell fan that follows me in an unnamed website, I texted Blue Sky, not yet. I texted <laughs> after the game, never in doubt, and he texted and said, "I agree with that because as soon as Celt- as soon as Celtic kicked off, he thought Motherwell was sitting far too deep, and like they decided, I think just to retreat and like try and save the." try and save the point understandably but let's talk about why there was so much injury time well that was because of the bad tackle on Greg Taylor am I right yes and Greg and Ta- I thought it was a red card it terrible tackle it should have been a red card yes oh is that it full time no it's golf oh is it golf no alright great sport never criticise it um, I think what's interesting about it is Greg Taylor actually had a brave brave Greg Taylor played on and I think Callum McGregor was really uh, appreciative of it because I was adamant he was going to go off after that it was a terrible tackle when the guy only got a booking I would have been shocked if it was a straight head it was awful yeah, Brody Spencer that's the player and he did get booked but I thought it was a terrible tackle but yeah he always Greg Taylor obviously played a, a big part in the winning goal well his cross and then a box a great cross and ghost in at the back post very like Stan Petrov in my opinion was Matt, Re- Matt O'Reilly who blasted it into the back of the net the Celtic fans invaded the pitch just so the Motherwell Ultras had done uh, when they equalised Celtic fans invaded the pitch obviously going mad and I thought that was an excellent goal and it really did remind me of the goals that Stan and Armstrong Stuart Armstrong he did score twice at Motherwell on a, a legendary 4-3-1 was that the hit? he scored a header on his right foot I scored with his right foot right after Motherwell with 3-2 up in that's right. Brendan's first season and Brendan's still not lost there by the way there he has that's right yep, uh, Brendan's got the, the magic touch there so the opens at Easter Road but, but I, I see this, they, was, they said uh, the day that Motherwell haven't beat us for parts since 2013 
trying to remember the game. Oh, was that when the, was that after the split? Aye, three one. Won the league. I got a hooper scored. Tony Watts it up. Aye, yep, that's right. So I mean, and I don't know if beat Rangers since like two thousand and or they beat them in that playoff that time in two thousand fifteen. Aye, but I mean they are a decent team. Apparently they've been playing well last season. They'll maybe give Rangers a run for for third place. I think they really missed Van Veen. They do. I thought he was well. He was excellent against us in that one inch draw, was it? Uh, last season. But no, back to Matt O'Reilly. I mean, what a way to, to seal your new contract. I mean, I thought it was interesting that we announced a new contract in the morning On the of the game. game, yeah. A game that kicked off at half 12. We, we never do that. So I thought that was a like, big move. And he's just been phenomenal this season. He must have beat his goal tally for last season already. I'm going to ask you a question about the players with the new contracts. Obviously, Hattati and O'Reilly. Delighted they both signed them. But out of them both, did you think two of them would have signed new contracts or just one? And if so, what one? No, I thought they both would. See, I only thought O'Reilly definitely would. I was, I'm really shocked if Hattie did stay. And I don't claim to be ITK or a body language expert, but I think it was bleedingly obvious that Hattie didn't. Or was they happy in the pre-season? And they, was that just because he doesn't smile? Well, there is that as well, but there was a lot of murmurings and rumours about it, and I wouldn't be surprised if next summer part of his contract and the clause is that he gets to go. But further out, he's on a far better wage, and I understand that. But I mean, I'm still surprised that Hattati did stay. Happy about it though, because like you say, him and O'Reilly are two of our best midfielders when on form. Yeah, and I thought we suffered when Hattati went off the boil, saying half, maybe because of that challenge. But I thought the first half, those two McGregor were excellent. I thought that was McGregor's best. Like, I thought McGregor was great the first half. I didn't think Hattati and O'Reilly were. I thought they were decent. But I mean, I thought. The midfield sort of controlled the game. We weren't playing well, but I mean, that goal O'Reilly scored really was excellent. What you want in a midfield to do? Ghost in at the back post, unnoticed, and like just blast in the net. It was it was great because of the timing of the I game. What a dispute! It was a blast into the net. I thought he calmly controlled it past the goalie. Let me see it again. He doesn't have a blast. I think the only time I see him blast it is against that Ross County in the four two game. Uh, he doesn't really because he's made against Kamarnock he sort of prodded it when, yeah that's what he does when he no but I mean he's still a, he's an excellent player and he's took his game to a new level and I mean I know there was like comments that he made at the start of the season about the difference between like what was happening with Ange and what was happening with Brendan I'm not reading too much into that but he has took his game to a new level under Broge and I think he's obviously going to score double figures this season anymore and he's another five goals and he's got double figures what was the big thing about it? Just the fact that Brendan actually eats with him at lunchtime now or something? Something like that. I and used to like to eat his dinner. Like, I think he's cell in, the, in his office. By the way, I do that at work. You're just lunch. Ah, I'm like, are, you going, are you going to leave your work to go and work for someone that London? Got to leave, got to leave Gig Pod to go else to go To go for a London Celtic Post podcast. Post an Arsenal one. I, well, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm probably I'm kind of similar to Ange in one way anyway now, John. <laughs> well, you're both your beards, so that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, uh, is it full time yet? Will we get the celebrations out? Surely it is. Surely Rangers has been outplayed and outfought at Ibrooks. Has to be full time, John. Surely. 14 what? minutes? 14 minutes injury time. It's finished. Uh, finished. There you go. Rangers away. Yep, so, well. Some, some celebration thoughts, John. Yep, so, uh, well, I don't really want to talk about Rangers that much, but I think that win the day put even more pressure on them. And the fact that we are so relentless is just a great tribute to this team even under Ange under Brendan but I don't think we've really played well that often this season we didn't play well today 
But we're winners. But we're winners, and I mean that's twice in a year, or maybe over a year, that we conceded a goal in injury time, and then went up the park and scored. And I wanted to talk about that as well. On you go, because the, it was very reminiscent of the St Johnston game, kind of similar times in the year as well. The St Johnston game, I remember, was the 8th of October because uh, I had a I had a birthday celebration for someone, and. Um, that was on the 8th. But it wasn't my birthday, Stephen. No, it wasn't your one, thankfully. <laughs> but I remember we... I think it was... St. Johnston made it one each. And then when I was watching, I was watching the game with my friend Sean. And he actually stays in Paisley Road West. And I looked out the window and Rangers fans were going absolutely berserk when they made it... When St. Johnston made it one each. And then about 30 seconds later, we got to the park and it was GG that made it 2-1. And the news followed through and they were absolutely devastating. I'm pretty sure then... Try to remember here. I think they might have been playing some in that day, and I think they won like one or two and out, but they were so deflated. I'm looking at the day. If we had dropped points, that's a very different game for them against Aberdeen today. The way that we've got that result, I have no doubt that their players would have got wind of that before the game, and it just sinks them, doesn't it? Yeah, it puts a lot. It puts a lot more pressure, especially when like we've won most. We've won so many trophies in recent years. I mean, I think I don't want to talk about Rangers that much, but I mean, I so think the Glasgow's blue podcast. Is that like to say? But I mean, I think they're in that League Cup semi-final, so I mean, I think that'll be a real, like, sort of nervy game for them. Even though they're playing Hearts, who I don't rate that much, but I mean, because we get knocked out, really, whenever say like a Rangers get knocked out a tournament, say like a Rangers should win it. I mean, if if, Rangers, if in the Scottish Cup, if Rangers get knocked out in the, third, the first round or like before the semis or something you think oh we're going to win it because even though I don't think Rangers are very good because even though this is the new Rangers of course they're, they're still like your, your biggest rivals they're still the most usually the most consistent team I don't remember when they have St Mirren now as our, our big rivals uh, when someone would not be happy with that right, an unnamed individual yes but I really think the pressure we're able to handle the pressure more and the only, the only team that hasn't happened obviously was during the Covid season aye and then also as my point was the difference with us and Rangers as well as the captains like we've been critical of Cal McGregor the, you know, the start of the season and I don't think we're going to just turn around and do a U-turn and say oh no we didn't mean it and because I think the, the criticism was justified it was playing poorly but I think that Rangers game the one we won at Ibrox has changed everything this season but my point being with the captains when you look at what Cal McGregor's won and then you look at Tavernier, who has actually managed to see off so many managers while only winning something like two trophies in, uh, what, six or seven seasons? Yeah. Diabolical. And I think Not if only we had... counting the Petro Fact Cup. Well, of course, there's a Hall of Famer. How dare I talk about Tav like that? Guys like Cal McGregor, even when they go three or four games when they play poorly, they do respond pretty well in big games. Can you imagine we had a captain like them over the road? But after the three or four games, they just retreat into a shell and find a way to get a manager sacked. Well, what they don't do, didn't do, and what we have done is recycled our team. They should have sold Captain Marvelous and Goldson like a couple of years ago after they won that league. Kent Morelos. Kent Morelos, they should have done what we've done and sell players, but they kept players for too long. And the Rangers fans I know are like fed up with the players that have been there for years because they know that they've been there for so many failures, hilariously enough for us. So, if you've got their own fault and they're in the they're in right bother than now the manager's going to get sacked I'd like to thank him for the the great wins that we had over him such as the the 2-1 in the League Cup final the 1-0 in the in a Scottish Cup the 3-2 uh, in the league and then of course the, the 1-0 at Ibrox last month and I would also like to thank him for the fact that they had the game in the bag in January this year yes that's right they yes. treated into a mad shell 
and let us bring on Aaron Moy and change the game and we drew which probably was the result that sealed the league for us really yeah because we stayed nine points clear thank you Michael yes so I'll be ashamed that by the time we do the next pod well no yes by the time we do the podcast on Wednesday Rangers probably won't have, have any manager depends what are they a serious club well no we know that but they will have a new manager I'd imagine I don't know who it'll be probably a a guy who bleeds blue <laughs> oh well well, what all I'd say is, John, uh, the bar at Molly Malone's is full as ever, so we're going to have to go there, get a couple of drinks in, and uh, celebrate the fact that we are seven clear. Yes, there you go. It's uh, been another hilarious day here in Scottish football as Celtic show all the powers to go seven points ahead and Rangers hilariously lose at home to a not very good Aberdeen team. So, you know what to get us by now. Give us all the usual pod- the on the, all the usual podcast platforms give us reviews and all that we've, we've not done it for a while give us more tell us how great we are leave us five stars and all that hello to my auntie who has started listening it got pod bizarrely enough I don't know why but she started listening but another yet another hit for us so thanks thanks to her for that you can follow Stevie on Instagram at GigPod and what about that great website Threads well I did reply to uh, Paul Fisher on it today so there is that oh yeah so Threads is still going apparently at GigPod it's no, it's no X or indeed Blues again so there you go and yeah, we'll be back with a preview of the Lazio game with a, a Calcio aficionado and see yes right so thanks to you for listening and, and yet another hilarious day in Scottish football we're on the Celtic we'll speak to you all soon and hail hail Network.